Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yo, what's up? Hey, hey, hey. Oh, you like that right. title screen? Yeah, I mean, my like my little box was like covering up like the back end of it, so I could only see up until the Ole Miss guy. But then, like the one like person right next to him, it kind of looked like the side of my head. So I was kind of freaked out for like two seconds. But uh, but I was like, well, I ain't been to no college game, so no, that I ain't. don't think it could be that. That ain't you. That was all. That was Pole Assassin and her pet monkey. Of course. I did see that. I saw the Obviously. crying Jordan, crying, crying Jordan Bevo yep. holding up the L. Yep. Some Texas fans who are brave enough to go to the Kansas game who got to witness that, that miracle of football. Um, it was a fun week, Haley. I know it's been a while since we've seen all of our viewers. Was it and- a fun week? I mean, A&M and Texas, well, Texas, Texas's loss was a little worse. Ah, kind of, I guess at oh, this point. Oh no, was it, it worse? It was. Like, but was it, it like, was. I feel like both, both the losses for A&M and Texas this week were as on brand as they come. I mean, the three biggest shit talkers and the three biggest rivals, like the trifecta of rivals of OU, Texas and A&M all ate shit this past week. That and, is true. In bad fashion. You know, A&M not so much in bad fashion, which we'll get into, but OU and Texas, you guys are losers. Absolute losers. And it was the worst. I, mean, I had the worst week, by the way. The reason that we haven't done the show, folks, in a while is because your boy Tyler has been a little sick with this disease that's going around called COVID. He got the vid. I got the vid. I got the disease from China. And got the vid. Got the vid. <laughs> so hey, I. You sound good, though. Thanks. I still look like um like shit, which is fine. COVID is no joke. And what was funny was getting to watch the Kansas game in full throttle COVID symptoms in a plywood shack. It was, it was, uh, you want to talk about a bad day. That's probably one of the worst days I've ever had in my entire life. Is that one of those days though that you can't help but do anything but laugh? It was, it was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like COVID brain is a real thing. Like it's hard to focus. I, I was sweating for five straight days, but didn't have a fever. It's, it was just a mess. And did was, you, did your COVID brain make you think that you were hallucinating the uh, Texas and Kansas game? I, I well, when Kansas went up by fourteen points, I was like, "What is happening? Like, am right I, am now? I, am I reading the score right? Like, because I knew in just, my, like, in my, in my, in my uh, uh, masochist brain, I was like, I wanted to lose to Kansas because I hate this team in the season." So I thought I was Man. like manifesting that a little bit too much. And so I was like, I can't watch this anymore. I'm going to go watch kn- A&M Old Miss. I know that, uh, well, maybe then you brought the bad luck there, but uh, I know that we're going to get into it later in the show, but uh, I've been seeing some people calling for Sarky boy to be one and done. I mean, I'm not, not there. Um, I felt the same way. Look, if you lose to Kansas at the University of Texas, I'll even go a step further. If you lose to Kansas as a blue blood program, I'm not. I'm looking at you, Oklahoma. None of us forgot that you almost lost to Kansas. Yeah. Your your but job. Who has should, Oklahoma almost lost to this year. Let's yeah, be honest. I mean everybody, but like your job should be on the line. Like it, the question the question should be asked: If you lose to Kansas, are you a confident enough coach to coach a football team? Or like, are you? prepared enough to be a head coach 
Like most people have rolled out of bed for a better part of a century and beat Kansas. Like it's a fact. Yeah. yeah. It's a fact. Like, so Haley, check this out. Charlie Strong has lost to Kansas. Sark has lost to Kansas. We have both, you and I have witnessed that. We are the only two people that have witnessed that. And then Hitler, because Hitler was alive the last time Texas lost to Kansas in 1939. There's only three wow. people, only three people that have seen Kansas beat lost? Texas. Huh? Tom never lost? Tom never lost. Tom flirted with it. Tom had to get a game-winning okay. field goal against Kansas. Okay. I feel like I think Tom, with Tom, it was such a close game every year still that it never felt like Kansas is that game that it always is like, oh, you got to be triggered than that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's Kansas, okay, at Kansas is kind of a tough animal because it is a high school stadium. Nobody wants to go play there. It's oh, so hard to get up for that to, game. I was going to say, so you're saying it's easier to play down to your opponent there. Yes, but when you're at Makes home, sense. no, 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 no. You get no excuse. There is no excuse. I don't know if Sark is going to get fired. A lot of other people are getting fired. We're going to talk yep. about coaching and the coaching carousel. We're going to talk. We haven't talked about the fever dream that was watching the college football playoff rankings the past couple weeks. I, I still could be hallucinating. I have no idea. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to get into all of it. Uh, so, yeah, this is the Haley and Coach Show. Her name's Haley. I'm Tyler. You can see it. It's right there on the screen if you're listening. I mean. His last name is Co. That's no. why. In case in case we've never explained that. My last name is perfect to get behind anybody. That yeah. <laughs> Mine's not. It's about death. <laughs> Grave gravely. The grave situation Graves. at almost Graves. every college football school this season. So yeah, this show is brought to you by Bet Online. Do you I'll read it. It's it's back and it's better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron. They are. As teams are back for another foot, we're back for another football season. Look, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. It's a new updated site. Uh, they got even more odds, props, and contests. Uh, they're the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. And uh, it's got, you know, everything. And bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports. Bet online, where the game starts. So there we go. Now we're now we're doing the show. It's only been three weeks. I, I wonder if they're mad that we haven't done an ad read in three weeks. I don't know. I I, I feel like not. I feel like we should check on that. I feel like I, I need like to you, look at my emails. You, you probably get a pass, like everything else right now. Oh, I had COVID pass i had covid my team lost to kansas okay i need like i need a minute to get my feet back underneath me um but then do an ad read yes but then yeah so bet online times four there you go you got it use that promo code so on tonight's show we're going to be talking about the cfp rankings we're going to do a re-ranking of our own because why the fuck not and so we're going to talk about the coaching carousel. We have to recap what happened this last week, which was nuts. And then we got to break down week 12. And it's crazy that we're already at week 12. This football season has flown by Haley. Week, and week 12 isn't that much to get excited about. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a big pitfall weekend. Like yeah, they're, they're stumbling a... blocks for teams that are vying for big things. Yeah, but it's also, well, at least, I guess, in SEC territory, for the most part, it's Cupcake Week. 
Yeah. Oddly enough, ACC is kind of like the focus, which I know we have all been focusing on uh, this season. My favorite conference. Your favorite conference. Oh, my God. Gary Barda. What a fucking last name and what a guy. This guy and the committee. Okay, so anybody, all of you guys. to our listeners who Gary Barda is. Gary Barda is from Iowa. He's the chairman of the college football playoff committee, which is made up. I feel like, oh, people that are Hawkeye fans are really going to get tired of me making jabs at Iowa. But I was about to say, I feel like someone from Iowa should not get the right to be called the chairman of the college football playoff committee. I honestly don't disagree. Look, I, I like if you rattle off a few states, and I, I think states that you would approve of, Haley, and like colleges you would approve of, I would, I would say the nod. Anybody in the SEC, uh, I'll take that. I'll take an Ohio yeah. State. I'll take a Michigan. I take, I take a Texas because they know their yeah, team's not take... getting in. They'd give it to everybody else. I mean, shit. Give me the president of UTSA right now. You mean USTA, like the college football rankings first put up in that first rankings? <laughs> That's how much respect they have for no one. The college football playoff rankings this year, probably Haley, outside of last year, which was such a weird year with COVID, so they get a little bit of a pass. Right. They don't get a pass this year. They wow. have made zero sense since the first ranking. Zero. You know what's crazy? I just learned this the other day. I thought that the same people that voted on your AP poll – like plus or minus a few were the same ones who voted on college football playoff. I did not realize that it is only 13 people. Yeah. It's 13 people. You know, they're all minions of whatever, you know, hierarchy that we're all bowing down to no idea how they got their jobs uh, on that committee. And this year, I mean, we, 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 we've talked about, (laughs) we're just going in circles in college football. That's why this sport is the greatest sport in sports because it makes no sense it's a make it up as we go day by day there's so much parody we're yeah we're talking about expanding the playoffs and now we're talking about expanding the committee because these guys are morons straight up morons. <laughs> <laughs> so like more people in the room let's get more morons in the room to make these decisions so i want to i want to talk about this past week uh and then the week before Haley, with both of the rankings that have people scratching their yeah. heads because the playoff committee was formed because we wanted to make head-to-head a bigger deal it had to be a bigger deal allegedly Michigan being ranked ahead of the team that beat them for two straight weeks has made people lose their minds and rightfully so and Gary Barta had the audacity which is why we're going to dive into this at the top to say this on camera which this guy should not be on camera he said about Michigan and Michigan State when pressed by Reese Davis and the crew if you look at it statistically Set aside watching the games, that's certainly a part of it. I would hope so. But statistically, in just about every category, offensively and defensively, Michigan comes out on top over Michigan State. So that okay, is, not, that's his justification in the committee. Okay, but he's not wrong. He's not Look, wrong. Because I, will, I, will, I have backing for this because I don't mind Michigan being over Michigan State as much as it irks me seeing – Oregon at the number three spot simply because they have a win over Ohio State. Listen, I think what people look, I, you could make the argument if anybody watched that Michigan Michigan State game, Michigan dominated that game for about seventy five percent of it, but they also gave up five rushing touchdowns. So they okay, did. but at the same time, you look at the way that I look at it is head to head to me matters when you both if you both have a loss of the same caliber or if it was a very close head-to-head game. In this instance, 
Michigan's only loss comes to a talented Michigan State team. Not going to deny that. But Michigan is clearly outright the best, the better of the two teams. And then you look at Michigan, who they lost, or Michigan State, who they lost to. It's a worse loss. And yes, again, and statistically, Michigan is the better team on paper. They've put together better looking games, better quality of games. So to me, it still makes sense in that regard. And then, you know, you even look at all the other instances outside of this one, and that holds true with all the other examples as well. But here's the thing, Haley, as far as the head-to-head, I can get it. I can get that people can make it. I think what people are mad with about the committee is the inconsistency because Michigan is ranked. This is one inconsistency. No, it's no. Well, it is that one, and that's a problem. Oregon is ranked above Ohio State, who they beat. Cincy is ranked above Notre Dame, who they beat. Oklahoma State is ranked above Baylor. Wake Forest is ranked against NC State. Baylor is ranked above Oklahoma. All these teams that beat their opponent are ranked ahead of them except for Michigan and Michigan State. That's why I think people are upset of it. Just I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying people are looking at it being like, well, all these other teams matter for head to head, but why not Michigan, Michigan State? But it but it really doesn't because then because then you look at AM being over Arkansas. You look at Alabama being over AM. You look at the one point two weeks ago when we were sitting here and there was like a 63 team situation where everybody had beaten somebody else in the I same order like that's just the, that's just the weird chaotic season we're in and head-to-head is not the only criteria here so I think that people just need to chill out because this is one inconsistency and in all reality who's actually mad about this is probably Michigan State fans because if you've watched any college football you would know Michigan's the better team so unless you just really feel like harping on the college football playoff committee and be like hey now that ain't right you hear like it it, it still makes sense like on paper is it consistent no but are they consistent the other six examples you just listed yes but still, is Michigan the better team and deserves to be ahead of Michigan State? I don't think that there's an argument that can say otherwise. Well, I'm going to say, well, you hear now, Haley, is what whatever you said, listen to me. <laughs> no, you're wrong. Let me ask you something. If we get down okay. to it and Michigan State beats Ohio State this weekend and Michigan State wins out and Michigan They're wins out. They're not going out, to. Well, what if they do? It doesn't matter. And what if they do? And they both have the same record. Doesn't matter. And we you were just, you we're, just like no, did the finger It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because if Michigan State won out, they would go to the Big Ten championship game. Let's say that happens and they win the Big Ten. Is Michigan State still behind Michigan? I mean, in that case, no. <laughs> well, because then what they, are we talking they, about? They, they should be won, right ahead. No, because then they won against the college football playoff rankings, the reason why they put it out, you know, in the situation that they've put it out, and a lot of times they've even said in the past, they do it on a bi-weekly basis. So every single week, they base it on that week's performance. And then they also take into consideration what the teams have done as a whole in the season. And I think that's the case when it comes here. So if we get down to Big Ten Championship and Michigan State is in that game, then at that point, Yes, then they are likely the better team because that would have mean that they would have beaten Ohio State and Michigan would have lost Ohio State. So then still the argument isn't wouldn't be the same one that we're having now. Michigan State should be ranked ahead of Michigan. That's, no. No, yes. No. Yes. No. They no. Should. They okay, should. Yes, they okay. should. And how can you tell me that? Okay, let's just talk about two very basic, basics, 
statistical categories here. Okay. Total defense, total offense. Very the important. two fucking things that you need to win a football game, right? You think the higher the better in those categories, likely the better your football team is, okay? Yeah, so let's likely. talk about that. Likely. Total defense, total defense, all right? Michigan right now is ranked eighth in the country. Bet you never would have guessed that. Their offense, 30th. Okay, your offense, your offense could be better, right? Yeah, offense could be better. better. Ohio State, number one ranked offense in the country. That one kind of shocked me, but I mean, you've been calling that for weeks. But their defense, 57th. That's you want to know where my you want to know where my biggest problem is? Tyler, fill in the blanks. Blank wins championships. Defense. You want to know what Michigan State's defense is ranked in the country right now? What's it? Go ranked? ahead and take a guess. Take a guess. Well, I looked Just earlier. I looked earlier. It's not even in the top 50. 111. 111's not good Sparty defense, no. So you can't tell me that a team with 111th total defense in the country deserves to be ahead of the team that has 8 and 30th versus 24 and 111th. But they, that tells me that their teams are not in the same caliber. It tells me that one team got lucky on the other day. This would be like they you. They didn't get a, lucky. They did no, not get lucky. Is, they were down. Like in a, no, this is like you trying to tell me that Texas A&M is a better team than Alabama. They're not. But they, they won. So? But it's, but it's different because why? it's different. Why is it different? It is why? different. Tell me. They're tell both, me why. The same records. Why? Same records. A&M, okay, so going into last week, A&M and, damn it, they had two losses. Regardless. If Michigan State was a two-loss team, I ain't talking about this, but they have the same record. It's not. It's not. Okay, I, Oregon and uh, Oregon and Ohio State. You know, a lot of this Who's is I just, I just don't like Who's Michigan. I just don't like Michigan, and Michigan State should be ahead of them. They won. What are we doing no. if it doesn't matter if it, no, they didn't win the head-to-head? If you remove this situation, if you remove this situation, you are sitting here not telling me that Oregon deserves to be ahead of Ohio State. Listen, if Oregon, listen. if Oregon was in the eighth, ninth, tenth spot, likely where they should be, maybe even as far as down as like 12, 13, 14, you wouldn't say shit about it because it would make sense because Ohio State is clearly the superior team now. Look, if I can be And that's what we're talking about, the now. Look, I'm going to be real for a real second, all right? A real Am second. I not bringing enough realness right now? No, I'm going to be real. Um, <laughs> you're going to hate me. Uh, I do think Michigan's a better team, but... Thank you. But... <laughs> I just really wanted you to admit that. They like, are. They are. Okay. But it, that's all we needed. But they won. They lost the fucking head-to-head. Michigan State is the best team in Michigan. Care. I care. No. I do. No, they're not. They are not the best. They were the best week. They're the best team in Michigan two weeks ago. Not this week. Not this past Tuesday when these rankings came out. And that is what matters. Well, I don't care. I'm a man of the people. That's why I'm on the people side of things. And I'm always going to be with the, the, the crowd that's angry because they're angry right now for the little guy. And I stand up for the little guy. You're about the patriarchy. That's all you're about is Michigan and all the No, I'm about I'm about making some sense up in here. That's what I'm about. Wait till we get wait till we get on our on the actual Oregon discussion because right. Well, that's kind of what I want to do cuz like all right, outside you of You thought I got heated about Michigan State and Michigan. Whew. Well, let's get into it because look, outside Oregon. of Michigan Michigan State cuz yeah, I agree that Michigan's a better team. I have issues i think there's discrepancies outside of the top four including agree, inside which the top doesn't come four. down to head to head it doesn't come because to- that's not the only category that matters all here. right so i'm reshuffling the deck and look 
Here's another fact, and this is a fact. This is a statistical, like you like to just say on paper, statistical yeah. fact. There has only been one team this entire season and last that has almost beaten Georgia, and that is Cincinnati. They only lost by three points in the Peach Bowl. That is a game that you and I both agreed that since he lost, Georgia did not win. Yes. For people that think that since he can't roll with Georgia or the likes of an Alabama, I think that is crazy. I absolutely think they can. If you've watched Cincy football this year, it is very ugly. They have played down to a lot of opponents, but they're still a good football team. I think Cincy should be ranked number three. I like them more than I do like Oregon. I like them more than I like Ohio State. I'm not saying they're better than Bama and Georgia. I'm not saying they could beat them. I'm saying they could run with them. I think they should get more respect than where they are right now. Adding to what you're saying about them being able to contend with Georgia – an interesting stat for me, they both have top five defenses, total defense, as we know, or top 10. But what I found really interesting was you and I talked about red zone defense specifically with A&M this past week. So I got yeah. curious, wanted to see the top red zone defenses in the country. So, you know, you just go on, on over to, I always used to look at stats through ESPN, but honestly, the best place it's to not, look up college. Yeah, yeah the best place to look up college football stats is honestly going to the NCAA website, mm-hmm. like NCAA.com, go to football, has everything you could want. And so I looked up red zone defense, Georgia, it has the second best red zone defense and Cincy at number three. And that really turned my head a little bit because Sometimes, like, I I get you, like, I will catch myself, like, looking at Cincy, and, like, there's been games that they have stumbled. They have not fallen down, but they have stumbled. But I still know that that just kind of shows me, like, maybe this is just a little bit of a gritty team and a team that just knows they just have to win to get in, you know? And if that's going to hold true, I don't know. I have a really, really hard time still putting them in my top four just because I can't overlook their strength of schedule. I I cannot overlook it. You know, maybe if they really take care of business and beat SMU this weekend the way that they need to, maybe. But I just, I can't convince myself that what Cincinnati has done this season, not talking last year's bowl game, this season, I'm not convinced that they're better than a a lot of these one-loss teams. And that's just that's just how I see it. And I know that's how a lot of the college football playoff committee, I know that's how a lot of AP voters, that's how a lot of people are seeing this situation. That's not saying that if they were in, they wouldn't be able to compete. But I'm just not at the point of being able to put them in because I'm more convinced that they deserve to be there over some of these one-loss teams. I'm not necessarily going to disagree. But do with I that. think they're a better team than Oregon? Absolutely. That's yeah. That's kind of just what I wanted to get it boiled down to. I think Oregon, if they go to the playoffs, is going to get fucking rolled by whoever they play. I don't know who they're going to play. They're going to get rolled. Since he, yeah. like you said, I think that's a key word: compete. They can compete with the big boys. I think better than an Ohio State could too. I think Ohio State could yeah. get fucking rolled as well. I don't like Oregon I mean, or either. I don't like the Buckeyes like, or the Ducks in the top four. Like you want to know? You want to know who? this committee has in this number third in this number three spot like let me let me just well yeah but let me just roll this out for you the 58th total defense behind ohio state for what it's worth the 32nd total offense behind the likes of teams like usc they barely beat fresno state cal and ucla plus they have a loss to stanford and they have the 39th toughest schedule yeah that without a doubt 
in the top 10, that is the worst loss by any school. Yeah. By any school, by a wide margin. I think, I think it would, I think they, des- they are a 11 through 13 team. I do and that's not it. Disagree. And, and that is me saying that knowing that they are the top team in the Pac-12. And that's me more so saying what I think of the Pac-12. I do not think by any means that Oregon deserves that top spot. Someone in the Pac-12 is lobbying the hell out of these college football playoff committee voters because it it does not make sense. That is the one you cannot. And then you cannot sit here and tell me it goes. It brings us full circle. You can't sit here and tell me that your argument is, oh, will they be at Ohio State? Well, then that means that you're telling me that you think Ohio State deserves to be in. That doesn't mean you're telling me that Oregon deserves to be there. No, I, I think you're spot on with everything. I have nothing to add to that. I completely agree with it. And it's it's shocking that we're still at this point. Yeah. The committee's just not even looking at losses. They really aren't. It is the most egregious loss out of all these teams. Like, it wasn't just like a cl- – like, they got beat by St- – Stanford is fucking awful. They're awful. This team is yeah. also beleaguered with some some injury. Anyways, I'm just piling on to the dead horse that you just beat because it's true. I also don't like the way the rest of the top ten is out. If I had it my way, I think Michigan State should be six. Michigan could, should be seven just for right now. I think See, Something like that I, I could agree with right. for what it's worth. Them I, being that close to one another, I could see Michigan State being over them simply because of the head-to-head. And that's it because it wouldn't matter. And then I actually right. think, I know this is a little bit of shocker, and I don't know if I completely believe this team. However, they keep winning. And you want to talk about defense, if you go look at the stats, Oklahoma State is playing some of the best defense in the country, and that will yep. win you championships. Spencer Sanders, as we've talked about, is not a very good quarterback. Jalen Warren is a tremendous running back. That's a great yeah. recipe for success. I would have them as the number seven team in the country. I don't think Notre Dame is a top 10 team. I think Old Miss should be in the top 10, and I like Wake Forest at number 10. If I'm I, re-ranking this stuff. Going to be honest, I I – I'm shocked a little bit that Notre Dame still has found themselves in the top 10. Thank you. I know that their only loss is to Cincy, but it's kind of like they've just been quietly going week by week. like Beating like, nobody. Please, right. Please tell me the most incredible thing that you've seen Notre Dame football do this season uh, other than Florida hang State. around. Beat Florida right. State at the, the first game of the season. Barely. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like, I, I don't think, I think that they're honestly in that 11 to 15 range. I have a hard time believing Oklahoma State. I just like, it's kind of just one of those pills that I'm like not ready to accept. I do think that they lose to Oklahoma at Bedlam though. Just going to point that out. That just seems like the mayhem and the direction we're going this year. Um, But yeah, I mean, and I, and I don't agree with you though, that Ole Miss is a top 10 team. I don't. You're just bitter, which we'll get into later, which is fine, but they absolutely are a top 10 team. No. Their offense is a top ten team. Yes. Their defense is not. That's true. Which would make them, which would make, which would put them in the eleven to fifteen range. And Typically, look, the teams that are in the eleven to fifteen, they're a lopsided football team. I get that, but they also have the number one coach in the country, in our hearts and in our minds, in Lane Kiffin. So that also has to account for something when we're ranking these football teams. Don't act like you don't love them, even though we beat your boys. He's the best. I didn't even watch that game, honestly, because I was like, I saw that they were losing and I was like, oh, this is going to be like an Alabama situation. I can't watch because this game matters. So I actually didn't watch 
really any of it. I just kept looking at the box score and I was like, oh, this is bad. And for what it's worth, everyone, in case I'm sure so many of you have wondered, I've taken a Twitter hiatus. I have not been on Twitter for, I think, three weeks now because I needed to cleanse myself from that space. So Mm. not even was I watching the game from a Twitter perspective. I had really no idea, aside from the box score, what was happening at A&M. I fully expected that to be the outcome. Last year's team didn't play Ole Miss. They're a spicy team. If you don't play them year in and year out, you tend to forget that. You overlook them. It was in Oxford. Had all the recipe for an A&M loss. And so I wasn't even surprised in the least bit by the outcome. Well, lucky for you, I didn't watch the Texas game either until the very end after A&M Ole Miss. So I watched the entire A&M Ole Miss game. And it was outside of Kansas-Texas, which was not good football. It was the best game of the weekend, which we'll get into. Yeah. Um, but before we do, the coaching carousel has been like wild oh speaking of speaking of that's kind of where i was going eventually with lane kiffin i have seen rumor mill that if lane kiffin is at ole miss in 2022 rumor mill of spencer rattler to suit up and go be a rebel i mean he he might be the hottest guy in the transfer portal uh this year and you're talking about the rumors this week has been just chef's kiss of Everybody going everywhere. Uh, Apparently, Jimbo Fisher. So much speculation. Jimbo Fisher's going to LSU, but also Lincoln Riley. So I don't know how they're going to co-head coach. But apparently, both of those guys. You know who's not? You know who's not going to LSU? Dave Aranda, who just came from LSU. Uh, No, he's not. He's not even the running. Apparently, he's in the running for USC. It is. It's wild. So just to recap for folks: USC, LSU, TCU, Virginia Tech now. Both of the Washington schools in Washington and Washington State are now all open. Um, 12, for what it's worth, for those keeping score at home. We're at 12 uh, in week 12. Last year, there was 18 in total. So I have a feeling we're probably going to surpass that 18 number. We are. And I'm looking at some other, you just mentioned one right there, Miami. Auburn is now getting a little hotter because Harrison is such a uh, Washington guy, you know, was there with Peterson. Like, he's a name that's being thrown around. He has I've not seen... really worked out well on the planes. And then there's – I mean, Haley, Florida will be open, right? Oh, like, oh I, got a, I got a fun – wait, I got a fun for Florida stat for you. You'll really appreciate it. But before we get to Florida, um, also in Rumor City, Deion Sanders to TCU. He has said that TCU has – been trying to recruit him there and they are not the only school to do so that is cool i have not heard that that would be dope that would be really cool that could work dallas it makes sense but that's why but he's been such a martyr for bringing back up the hbcus to relevancy it's kind of like what does it look like on him if he leaves the hbcus to go and take a better opportunity better opportunity yeah I don't, you know what i'm saying i think i would hold out if i'm dion not that's not yeah. the slight tcu but listen for all those t- if there's any that's TCU like that's fans. a little bit of a moral compass thing there yeah you and know let, and let's be real gary patterson was tcu he could have been the logo that was that entire football program yeah. so yeah. That's, it's not like you're going to necessarily a better job like gary's okay. leaving that is I, I think for folks that have never seen TCU uh, year in and year out, and Haley, I know you've watched him year in and year out, yep. Gary Patterson is one of the most underrated coaches in college football in the past 20 years. Like, it's ridiculous how good that guy is. And he was that program. So I don't right. know if that's a top job, but it's, I mean, it, it could be if Dion goes there, that's a, that's a hell of a good for mean, TCU. It's also very interesting for, speaking of just Texas football, 
the hire that Texas Tech made, Joey McGuire, a long... <laughs> Tyler's reaction is all anyone needs to know. If you haven't followed this, he is a longtime high school football head coach that has strong ties to the high school football world in Texas that Texas Tech apparently thinks is going to make them an elite program. Because don't forget, don't forget their... Uh, their their big guy up there said, uh, you know, they're an elite program. They are. They're so elite. They're eighty. Uh, it, 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 I'm Texas Tech is the I biggest saw that. joke I, of yes, a no. oh I'm not God. gonna lie. I saw that, and because you know, the last time we did the show, I was like, if I'm Tech, I'm going to go and get uh, Jeff Trailer from UTSA. Would be a good hire. Yeah. I mean, UTSA ten and zero this season. It would make sense for his next job to be you know a division one head coach but when i saw that they went and got a high school head coach i was like huh okay yeah talk See, about this, not talk about this being a netflix series in like 2025 oh my god yeah i mean this program there is not a more uppity I mean, they they think they they kind of think like Texas fans do that Texas is the best in the world. Texas Tech honestly, legitimately believes, like you said, that it's an elite program. They honestly believe that, and yeah. they are so far away from that that's not even funny. Hell, their own basketball coach that took them to a freaking Final Four, Four to yeah. deuces, and I'm gonna go to Austin. Like, yeah. nobody wants to be in Lubbock. Nobody. Yeah. You had Mike Leach. You were a game away from going to a national mm -hmm. championship. You got rid of him. You sold your soul for Craig James' piece of shit son. That's all you did. And you're never going to be anything again. J Joey McGuire? Matt McGuire? What's his name? Joey. <laughs> Joey. <laughs> but, the, you know, I'll be just... bottom feeders. I'll keep, you, I'll keep you going here on this one. So, as you said, Florida, Dan Mullen, you've oh, been God, waiting for Florida to just rip the Band-Aid. Yep. Um. So Dan Mullen is two and eight in his last ten games against Power Five opponents. That not, ain't great. That ain't great. <laughs> but you know the irony and the timing and the way that this college football season has been going. Um, they play Missouri this week. In case you didn't know that, and you gotta kind of look watch out for the Missouri Tigers. Not because they'll trip you up, but because in last season, Derek Mason fired after they played Vanderbilt. 2017, Butch Jones and oh, Brett Belima. Belima, yeah, he does not Belima. have. He does not have uh, bulimia. Uh, he does not. There he's, we go. He's a big boy. Both of them were fired after playing Missouri. So if there is a consistent time, this week might be the week that Dan Mullen is finally axed. I mean, I, I'm actually a little sad. It's not like I've been pushing for Dan Mullen to leave Haley. Like, I love Dan Mullen because he doesn't give a fuck. And it, he, made, he made that more clear than ever when he literally said, what was it, two weeks ago? He's like, I don't recruit during the season. And everybody was like, wait, is he serious? He, he essentially said that is recruiting and season doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. that, is, that is the most – this guy is wild. He's meanwhile, wild. You have, meanwhile, you have Jimbo Fisher using – recruiting as a part of his pitch for why he's staying at a and that's like that's, it's yeah that's another thing we got to talk about so uh, th that's the biggest rumor mill going on right now is it lincoln riley or jimbo fisher going to lsu which i don't believe either one but yeah. Haley, there is such a 
it's an amazing thing with coach speak and Jimbo and Lincoln were both guilty of it this past week. When somebody asks you a straightforward question, are you being courted? And they give you the longest, most (laughs) ramble-esque diatribe they can. You're like, why don't you just say no? And you never say no. Jimbo's like, I want to be here at A&M. Love my cows. I love my ranch. I don't want to leave them. We got the best recruiting class in the country. Why would I leave A&M? It's like when you get caught in a lie and you have to be defensive. Like you have to say everything under the sun about it. Like it, yeah. it's, I will say though, but then at the same time playing devil's advocate that he's likely tired of just getting asked about it at this point, because I think it's been going on three weeks since the Ed Ogeron news broke that he has been, that he's going to LSU, going to LSU. And you know, A&M fans are crazy and so they're like, we can't let our Jimbo go. We need him to reassure us every single day, 24 hours a day that he's going to be here and he's ours. Like that's, that's cause I mean, the reality is I don't think LSU can pay Jimbo what he's going to be promised at A&M. And it, oh even God, if he, yeah. even if he remotely had interest in going back to LSU, um, you're not going to get paid the same you're in it. You have set yourself up for success at Texas A&M. And had he not brought up the recruiting part, I think there would be a lot more red flags, but he didn't make a very good point that why would he be recruiting as hard as he is to this, just turn around and have to play these kids for the next four years. I mean, he, he recruit, he's going to recruit wherever he goes. There's two red flags to me. One where there's actually little smoke. Scott Woodward, the AD at LSU was a guy that yeah. hired, Jimbo yeah. at a and but I mean, but everybody's connecting college football. Right. Um, the other thing, though, that I think that some of the people at A&M might be sweating, specifically the money people being like, fuck, we just like gave him all that guaranteed money and he can leave without penalty. Shit. Like he can and Jimbo can go and take all that cash and he doesn't lose a dime of it. Right. So we could be looking at the first billion dollar head coach in Jimbo Fisher if he took the LSU job. Which would be wild, but I still, I just, I, I genuinely, I, I genuinely don't see it. Yeah, I genuinely don't see it. There wasn't much left for him at Florida State when he left that program, but there's a lot still on the table at AM. and I think just even as a competitive person and competitive guy that he appears to be, not achieving the level of success that he wants to at AM, I think just because of that, his pride would not allow him to leave unless he genuinely felt in his bones that it, he was never going to achieve it at AM. Well, I think there's a, yeah. Uh, well, I think there's, I think you nailed it with the, the first part with Florida state. If anybody, the, somebody, I can't remember the name of the writer. They did a deep dive into what went on about Jimbo leaving Florida state. And that yeah. really was a disconnect between Jimbo and the athletic department that they weren't giving Jimbo the things he needed after winning a national championship and bringing right. that program back. That's not the case at A&M. A&M is going to give Jimbo whatever he wants. That's they're talking about renovating. Situation. Yeah. They're talking yeah. about renovating it, Kyle field again to add suites. Exactly. Like when you're getting yeah. everything you want as head coach, like you yeah. don't need, you don't need to leave. Yeah. So no. uh, the one that is interesting to me though, is Lincoln Riley. Because there's a great debate going on right now, and maybe we got to get this going in the chat if somebody can answer it for us, is which is the better job, Oklahoma or LSU? And there is a lot of great points brought up. Uh, well, I don't think we really need to get into it. But if one was going to happen over the other, I would be less surprised if Lincoln went to LSU than if Jimbo went to LSU. I would agree with you on that. Yeah. But I think 
the trip for both scenarios is like OU and LSU are going to be in the same conference moving forward, you know, plus or minus a year from now. So to me, Oklahoma and LSU is more of a lateral move. So why why make a lateral change when you already have success and respect in the program that you're in? Because Norman sucks. I mean, that's that's your opinion of it. Oh, that's not an opinion, Haley. That's a straight up <laughs> fact. That's a straight up fact. That's uh, no lie told in what I just said. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. Obviously, all of us will. But let's let's get into this last week um, before we get into this big juggernaut of a week coming up. But it, it was a really big weekend. There was a lot of shuffling on the deck um, and a lot of things that were solidified. And so to start off with, in the ACC, which actually is going to get a lot of our focus tonight, uh, Pitt over North Carolina. Pitt is now 8-2 and two on the season. Um, and they have a winnable schedule to make it to the uh, ACC title game with wins over Virginia and Syracuse. Virginia might be tough, but... I mean, are, is Kenny Pickett going to make a trip to New York? Is this a team that actually can win the ACC this year? Well, you asked two different questions there. <laughs> well, answer, he, answer them both. Is he, is he a guy that's going to make it to New York? No, I don't think so. Damn. Um, do they have a chance to win the ACC? Yes, only because nobody appears that they want to win the ACC this year. <laughs> um, so... That's that's just all I have to say about that. I mean, the ratings are going to be through the roof when it's Pitt and Wake Forest in the title game. And uh, what is it, Charlottesville? That'll be a ton of fun. Uh, but that was a big win for Pitt as far as, like, figuring out uh, pecking yeah. order in the ACC. And an even bigger one in the Big Ten, Michigan over Penn State, which was a really good game. And we've talked about this with Penn State that despite being 6-4 and four now, that's actually a re- they might be the best 6-4 and four team in the country. They're right. Sh- I, I mean, go ahead. That- that I did also, for what it's worth, have a grievance with um, because uh, Mississippi State yeah, the is fuck? the only team in the top 25 college football playoff rankings that is a 6-4 and four team. And I remember seeing that thinking, man, I wonder if that's just SEC bias because I'm pretty sure there's better 6-4 and four teams out there. And Penn State is one of those. If Sean Clifford doesn't get hurt against Iowa, they beat right. Iowa. That was a weird game with Illinois that they should not have been in. Uh, you know, legitimate they, losses. They there. have the win over Auburn. Yeah, so um, that that was a big win by Michigan to get that one. You know, yeah, I to, think so too. To validate how good they are on paper, both defensively and offensively, because they're the best team in the country. So good. Number for eight, them. number thirty. You know, good good for the Wolverines. It sets up for a big finish, and then uh, this was the biggest one, probably, then the happiest one for all of us, and I know for you specifically, Haley, because not only is this your team, but also the team that you hate is Baylor beating Oklahoma in amazing fashion. Which is such a weird thing for me to say because, I mean, I've always loved Oklahoma. Like, I stand Oklahoma. This year, I just have a lot of disappointment in Oklahoma. And I, clearly, if you listen to the show enough, I believe in fairness and... I believe in logic and everything that has to do with Oklahoma this year doesn't apply to either of those. <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, this is the thing we, we talked about a few weeks ago after, well, hell, we've been talking about it pretty much since the beginning of the season that OU was going to get tripped up by somebody. Right. Uh, we all kind of thought it was Texas for at least one half of football. Um, it was going to be somebody else. And Baylor's been a really consistent team. You know, we're talking about who's going to LSU and you already mentioned it. Dave Aranda sitting over here reviving this program once again, yeah. being like, 
I know LSU pretty well. I could probably come back in here and get some fundamental football going on. But Baylor was unbelievable on defense. Her running game was outstanding. Caleb Williams, who's been anointed as Superman, who really pissed me off, which I kind of want to get into. Because Vince Young was labeled as Superman, rightfully so. Cam Newton was labeled as Superman, rightfully so. And so was Johnny. All those yeah. guys get to have that moniker. Caleb Williams sure. ain't done shit. Caleb Williams went 9 of 18, 142 with two interceptions before getting benched against Baylor. You get to take I that was surprised off that your they, chest. I was surprised that they went back to Spencer Rattler, honestly. Yeah. I mean, this game was a mess for Oklahoma. I thought Lincoln Riley got outcoached. Baylor was amazing in every facet of the game. And we knew this was coming. Oklahoma was not a good team. If the playoff committee got anything right, it was not giving respect to Oklahoma. I think all of us could see that this was going to happen. And it's a big game for the Bears because now they're rooting for Oklahoma State to win in Bedlam because if they do, it'll be Baylor and Oklahoma State in a rematch in the Big 12 title game. You know, I could take that and then Baylor win. I just, I just will not accept Oklahoma State. I mean, we kind of got into this last it. year, and I don't want to, like, like one, discourage Oklahoma State fans or bash them too much, but if you guys go back and look at the win-loss record in that rivalry, it's literally almost 90% Oklahoma over the course of 100 years. Right. Like, right. It's, it's pathetic. It's really yeah. not a rivalry. Yeah. No, I agree. I think we lo- we we talked about that last year. Yeah. It's, it's just not really a rivalry, but yeah. this would be a big one for Oklahoma State to catch. Uh, so that's that's exciting for the Big 12 because they're still a conference. Good for them. And then the game of the, uh, of the weekend, at least in my opinion, was Old Miss over A&M. Like, this was a yeah. really good football game. And the first thing I could think of, like, watching this game, Haley, so, like, Old Miss was able to drive the ball down the field at a moment's notice. It was unbelievable. Yeah. But that red zone defense for A&M was unbelievable. The game should have been out of reach in the first quarter and the second. But A&M yeah. kept it close the entire time. Held Old Miss to, I think, like three field goals and a missed fourth down. Like the Aggies' yeah. defense this year, I think – I know you got to be disappointed as an Aggies fan. I kind of want to ask you about that. Like what is the level of that that you're feeling? Because this defense was a national championship-worthy defense this year, in my opinion. It is. Um, I think that disappointment level hit, you know, honestly, after that first, second game. Um, it – really set in for what this team was going to be after Arkansas and then getting that loss against Mississippi State. And nothing's ever going to take away from the story and what happened when they beat Bama. Um, But I think A&M fans were just cautiously optimistic all season, knowing that it would take an absolute miracle for us to end up having the season that we hoped we would have. Because realistically, I mean, A&M is one elite quarterback away from being a consistent top five team. And this defense proved that. I just hope that it is enough to keep, you know, Coach Elko. Because in the past, he's been a guy that teams have gone after for head coaching vacancies. Um, But as an Aggie fan and what we had to endure for the past, you know, five to ten years as far as on the defensive side of the ball, which kept us out of a lot of games, especially during the Sumlin era. Um, I mean, this season, it just kind of, it is what it is. We know, I mean, if you've watched, like, the kid has a lot of grit to him, but, like, Zach Calzada just isn't it. And that's just kind of the bottom line of what this season ended up being. Uh, Yeah. 
I mean, I like the kid too. I really like him. I love that he beat Bama. I thought that was a tremendous yeah. effort. But he has a face of a scared owl, and he can't do anything about that because it's just his face. But it's tough when he makes a mistake, Haley, and his his owl eyes. You're like, shit, man, that ain't that ain't it. Unfortunately, yeah. you don't have a face to be the guy. Sorry. And and his interactions, even with Jimbo, like the way Jimbo coaches him, Jimbo's not coaching him in a way that you coach a guy that you expect more out of. Jimbo coaches him in a way of a guy that you're just trying to get through with. He looks Jimbo talks to Calzada like you would your son when he sticks a nail fire uh, file into a electrical socket. He looks at him like, son, what are you doing? Like every interaction on the sideline, he's just like, you had a guy wide open. What are you doing? Like, yeah, every... yeah. <laughs> to your point. What were you looking on. at? Exactly. That's what he, he says that like 90% of the time yeah. on the sideline. Um, yeah. But it is kind of disappointing to see. I think Aggie fans should be excited for the future because you are like you, the skill position players are coming to College Station. The defense was tremendous this year. I agree with you. You are an elite quarterback away. I wonder what this team would be like if Kellen Mond had one more year. I know. It would. I think it would have been something special that a was hoping it would be this year. And maybe this is a blessing in disguise. You know, maybe this has given Haynes King more time to be in that locker room, you know, make bonds with the guys. So the next year when he finally gets his shot to be the guy, it's a more seamless transition. It's an easier transition for him. Um, yeah. I mean, I think also Aggie fans maybe at this point had hoped that we would have seen a little bit of him again because when he did get hurt, I remember there was a lot of hypotheses out there that he would be able to come back at some point in the season. Um, but I don't know if that's going to be the case now. I doubt it. But, uh, yeah, looking like a and is about to take another trip to the good old Texas Bowl in Houston. Right Hell down the road. yeah, baby. I'm sad that my Longhorns aren't good enough to see you. You know, every year we're just actually, passing each other in the middle of the night. <laughs> I, uh, I actually have seen uh, A&M Iowa State Texas Bowl don't, as the prediction. I don't fucking want that. I mean, I am wearing my Nick Bissett, um badass Iowa State shirt, but I don't want to see that game. Everybody wants to see Texas, Texas. It's going to happen eventually. I hope the Longhorns can at least be better than they it's are right now. It's obviously going to happen eventually. They're about to be in the SEC together. No, I know, but I want Texas to be a little bit better than they are right now. That would be <laughs> not, just a tiny bit. Can we be competitive? Oh, which, by the way, I'm sorry about Bijan. Yeah, actually, I'm not. I'm glad he doesn't have to pay for, play for the rest of the year. Before we get into the Kansas game, though, um, I do want to call it right here on the show because I was teasing it earlier this year. We're talking about Spencer Rattler. Yep. He's going to be an Aggie next year. Hmm. You talk about a, a quarterback that is needed more than anywhere else at a top-tier program, and he's got enough talent. The Spencer Rattler was an Aggie right now. That team could be undefeated. Could be. You could, you could say the same thing if Spencer Rattler was an Oklahoma Sooner. No. I think, no. It, he's, he's learned more at Oklahoma. He got humbled. I think a, if I'm looking at a destination for Spencer Rattler, what better place than A&M? Yeah. I mean, I think that's where he would go. Um, and then Wake Forest over NC State was a big win for Wake Forest over NC State. Uh, so they are one win away from clinching their division with a win over Clemson, which I know would make everybody happy if that happens this weekend. They can still do it. But let's get to the meat, which is Kansas over Texas. Um, like you said, Bijan Robinson got hurt against Kansas. Uh, dislocated yeah. elbow, I think. So he's out for the rest of the year, which is nice. A few other players. Um, so... 
Yeah, Texas is a garbage program. They're the most entertaining program in the country. Losing the way that they did the Kansas was such dramatic fashion to lose on a two-point conversion with a pass to a guy who had never played a down of college football from a town called Plainville, Kansas. Didn't they lose? Oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw the video that was going viral of, like, his mom or his dad, something. Very excited. I was like, oh, that person looks like they play football at Kansas. I mean, it was uh, it, it was the game of the year. Everybody loved it. Everybody got to revel in it. I mean, it is the most embarrassing loss that I've ever seen in my life. It was worse than Charlie Strong because of the talent that's on this team. Like yeah. Xavier Worthy, no other receiver has more receiving touchdowns than this kid, and he's a freshman. Bijan yeah. Robinson is a fucking top five back in the country. Yeah. Like, it's insanity. So this one's way worse to see Texas um, lose to this. So now – Didn't they lose the week before also? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it's wild to think that we were a fourth and two play away from stopping Caleb Williams and said we birthed Caleb Williams into a legend and we lost against Oklahoma. Texas would have been five and one in the driver's seat for the Big 12. Who knows which way the season would have gone from there. It all fell apart. I know how birthing quarterbacks go. Takes me back to the Sunland era. We birthed Dak Prescott. We birthed Lamar Jackson. We, I mean, I could keep going I here. Hate, I don't want, I hate birthing quarterbacks. Nobody wants <laughs> to do that. It's the worst thing in the world. Oh yeah, my God. So I, times, so I don't yeah. know. I, I think people knew Texas wasn't going to be as good as advertised with Sark this year, but maybe, you know, people are saying seven or eight wins. I don't think anybody saw this shit. I don't think yeah. anybody saw this. Are you guys this. even bowl eligible? I saw no. in some predictor that you got the asterisk which usually means like oh if they're lucky they'll be the one that has six wins that gets an extended an invite it'd be, to a it'd be five wins if you that you get that last bullshit thing oh that's right that's that you right you don't have to accept so texas could still be bowl eligible they have to be west virginia and kansas state to even get to 500 i don't even think that's possible i honestly think they lose out i don't think there's anything left in this team like zero left so yeah we'll see what happens uh, but looking ahead next week before we get out of here, Haley, we actually have some pretty big games. Um, and it starts with the ACC. Wake Forest at Clemson. Clemson is a four-and-a-half-point favorite at home. I like Hey, Wake- what do you, you think? You want a shocking stat? What? Earlier in the show, I gave you the number one – I mean, I gave you the number two and number three red zone defenses in the country. Who do you think is number one? Is it Clemson? really red zone defense in the country yes okay i i saw that i said oh at least they're number one at something well that's good for them i mean they've had a rough year they've had a rough year that's what i'm saying poor little Dabo. poor little clemson you know they can hang their hats on being a really strong red zone team Dabo, what a ding dong so wake forest clemson i i don't know if wake forest has enough wait speaking of Dabo, sorry everyone did you see the thing that Dabo no longer votes in the coaches poll oh yeah because they don't he didn't like the way they were ranking clemson he's such a crybaby no no it's because of how everyone how last year was it it was ohio state that he remember ranked them like 13th or something and after after ever he was the only one to do it and after everyone came at him he after that he has stopped um participating in the coaches poll that's so he doesn't do it (laughs) he doesn't do it ain't nobody gonna make me do something i don't want to do god god you're so lame (laughs) Uh, just without wake forest beats clemson beat him by, by a field goal 
Uh, then Michigan State, Ohio State, massive game. We're talking about respect for Sparty. This would get them all the respect in the world by taking down Ohio State. Ohio State, though, is a have, look. Let's go back early in the show. You have the number one total offense going against the hundredth and eleventh defense this weekend. I hope the score reflects that. Yeah, well, I think Sparty's going to have a fucking party. So I'm picking no. the upset. They're uh, playing in the shoe. Absolutely not. Michigan well, Michigan wins next week over Ohio State. Not this week. Ohio State doesn't get their second. Oh, this week. It's next week. Okay, fine. Ohio State does have 19 points at home. So clearly Vegas agrees with you. I think this bullshit goes Sparty all the way. Kenneth Walker for Heisman. No. That's what's up. I mean, I'm not saying that Sparty's not going to score points. But I'm just saying that defense is not going to be able to stop Ohio State. Look, they're going to stand tall. I don't care what you say. Listen, this is the big. Right. This is a big game because I need this to happen. Because look, I still don't care. But Old Miss is still within reach of getting to the SEC title game. They need Bama to lose twice, and don't tell me it can't happen because it's a good shot. Arkansas is left on the schedule, and then they have Auburn, and I am fifty-fifty on whether they beat Auburn. You can't say that you aren't either. Like, there's no way that you can be like, oh, yeah, Bama's going to beat Auburn. No, I can't. Uh, if A&M can beat Auburn, Alabama can beat Auburn. <laughs> Look, Arkansas is only, you know, giving Alabama 20 and a half points at home. Do you think Bama takes down Arkansas or do they slip? No. Alabama wants this Come game. Come on, man. I want chaos. There's not. This is not a week for chaos. It's a cupcake week, and none of these games are exciting at all. You know, every time that happens, something big happens. But look, Virginia's mm -hmm. Virginia's at Pitt. Pitt is a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. I think that's the toughest game left for Pitt. Still think Pitt wins. And then this yep. one, I actually do like, and I'm calling upset City, even though Vegas has them as a favorite. Oregon taking on Utah. Utah's getting three points at home. I fucking love Utah in this game. Okay. That's who I'm taking. I think Oregon's doomed for another loss, and this is when you get to see them get out of the top ten. Hopefully. Shit. I mean, I'll take it. I don't know. I don't know anything about Utah to give me any confidence to say that they will win or not, but, hell, I would be happy to see it. They're going to win. They will beat Oregon, hands down. Spencer Rattler is going to go to A&M. I've just been informed that Bo Nix is out for the season. I don't care. Auburn will beat Alabama. I, I didn't know that about Bo Nix. Again, I haven't been on Twitter, people, so man, I didn't know that. Hold on real quick. I'm going to look that shit up. Did someone say that in the chat? Yeah, he's over. He's getting a freaking ankle surgery. Oh, dang. Come on, well, man. You really going to fucking get surgery before Bama? He's the only man in the country that, outside of Calzada I, that can beat Bama. I hate to say it, but oh that God. is a cop-out. Bullshit. What do you think the Bojangles people are thinking right now? No, it's not. Maybe he just really, let's give him, you know, some credit. Maybe he just really can't function on the ankle. I don't you need the ankle to be quarterback. No, you don't. Bo Nix doesn't. Yes, you do. Bo Nix needs one ankle to perform, and he could do it, and he could beat. He's the only man left in America that could beat Bama. I, w I would have agreed with that statement. Son of a bitch. All right, fine. So, almost is not. Almost is not going to the SEC championship. Someone said cut it off. I agree. You don't need two ankles. Get your, yes, fuck, you get your fucking ass out there and beat Bama the only way you know how. In a completely wild but on one ankle. On one ankle. He could. He's <laughs> only one man that could do it. Ah, God, Bama's going back to the playoffs, aren't they? Bama and Georgia are. 
so boring. Because Bama's because Bama's going to beat Georgia in the SEC championship. That's so boring, Haley. I'm bored with that. Bo Nix, you could have saved. You know what? Fuck, fuck Auburn. Really disappointed in you guys this year. <laughs> Makes me so mad. I think I think that they easily are your the team that's disappointed you the most this they, whole season. They really are. They piss me off. Yeah. I like Auburn. They're always the yeah. wild card, and there's only they're the one team that can always beat Bama. You just never know. No, you know who's been the wild card, honestly, in the SEC that has just made chaos this year unnecessarily. Freaking Mississippi, Mississippi State. State. Yeah, <laughs> that's been they've been the spoilers of the whole SEC West. Like. The, Stay in your lane. Everybody has a lane to stay in. And, you know, and there's tears to this in Mississippi State. You did not stay in your lane this season. No, but, you know, Mike Leach does that. He doesn't care about this conference. He doesn't care about anybody. He doesn't. He's got a quarterback named Will Rogers, um, and he's danger. And, and throws the ball 60 times a game. He does. He's the number one passing leader in the SEC above Bryce Young and Matt, uh, Matt Corral. So, like, it is what it is. This, you know, this is gonna, it's going to be chalk at the end of the year, isn't it? Again, it's going to be chalk. Yeah. Fucking, why did we do this show? We do this show for the hopes of the little guy, and then all the big boys always get in every single year. It's so boring. Yeah, because I also definitely feel like Cincy's going to get their toes stumped to get in against SMU. They're going to get, you think Cincy loses? I think it's going to be very close, and I have a feeling Cincy's going to lose. I mean, every game has been really close. Look, I think... Cincy is our last. It's kind of because no, honestly, I got a gut feeling of that when you brought up Oklahoma and how it was just a matter of time before they stumbled because all their games have been close. And when you said that, I was like, kind of like Cincy's been. I'm a believer in the in Desmond Ritter and the and the Bearcats. I don't care if any of you aren't because they're going to make it to the playoffs and they're going to beat Georgia, and that's how it's going to. And go then out. Luke Fickle's going to go. Luke Fickle will be a hot hire this year. Yeah. For sure. Since he will be dead after this year. Once Ritter's gone and Fickle's gone, they'll be yeah. – well, they're going to the Big 12. How fun for them. And how fun, you know, I get to watch Texas football for two more weeks. Let's see if I can manage it. I don't know. Go Sparty. Go Cincy. And fuck everyone else. That's how we're doing it. I don't care about any of you guys. Go, go Arkansas. Let's get it done. Who's Auburn's backup quarterback? I don't know. Is it Nick Marshall? Is he still there? <laughs> is it? Oh, no. Zeb Nolan is up in South Carolina. Zeb Nolan is, yeah. Uh, you know, I bet Shane Beamer's pissed that he See. took the South Carolina job and now VTech's open. I know. Too bad about that. All right. Anyways. Yeah. No. Yeah. Before we leave, who is Auburn's backup quarterback? P.J. Finley. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's a guy. Yeah. He's done some shit. Didn't he come from NC he State? Has. Yeah. Well, there you go. He can be Bama. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think yeah, that's him. I, I like – they're going to be Bama. They're going to be Bama. He's good enough. Oh, this is cute. First thing I see nine hours ago. Auburn football needs a confident T.J. Finley as new starting quarterback. How his mom is helping out. Well, that's cute. We're fucked. Did he come from there or did he come from LSU? I thought he was at NC State. I thought he was, I thought he was too. That sounds more right than LSU. Did he go to – well, let's look up. This is a great way to end the show. I hope we end the show like this. Every time we do the show, I want to end it with us 
Um, looking up backup quarterbacks. No, he's from LSU. Ah, uh, yes, I knew it. Did he not go to NC State? Who the hell am I thinking about? No, there's a white boy that I also know that what I know who you're talking about, but I don't know who it is. Wait, TJ Finley, NC State. Ben Finley. His name's Ben no. Finley. No, it's not who we're talking about. Definitely not who we're Look, thinking about. I didn't. Okay, TJ Finley is black. He, yes, he went to LSU. There is a white man named TJ. There was a Finley that went to NC State who was a quarterback. NC State quarterback. That is not who we're thinking about. Yes, it is. No, it is not. Ryan Finley. Who is Ryan Finley? Ryan Finley was quarterback of of NC State back in 2016. I honestly think that's who I'm thinking of. Is he with the Houston Texans now? Or is he the backup quarterback for the Bengals? He's a backup quarterback for the Bengals. That's who I'm thinking of. So there we go. Yeah, I was thinking of him too. I knew there was a fucking Finley that went to NC you don't State. Know what you were thinking? I of. did too. I knew there was a Finley that was at yes. NC State. Okay. Yes. No. We're on the same page. That's for sure. But I did not know that it goes that that our like connection went back to 2016. That's the sad part here. That is sad. All right. We know. We know our Finleys. TJ Finley. So just to recap the end of the show for everyone that's wondering. Bonix out for the season. TJ Finley, his backup, is now going to be the starter. Who is black? TJ Finley, TJ Finley <laughs> came from LSU, LSU, not NC State, to be not confused with Ben Finley, but actually. Who is white? <laughs> actually, Ryan Finley of NC State from. Right. Who the fuck is Ben Finley? I don't even know. Who's Ben Finley? Is that a quarterback at all? He was? Okay. Ryan Finley. What's it? He's What's a quarterback at all, but ben, ben Finley is currently on the NC State roster. Maybe, <laughs> I'm maybe, crying. Maybe they're related. They're brothers. Is he white? Is this another white black? Okay, they're both white. Both Ben and Ryan. Well, that checks out. Ben and Ryan are both white. Finleys. Yeah. And he is currently. Oh, he also is a quarterback. He came off the bench at UNC and played 33 snaps in 2020. There you go. So, okay. So Ryan Finley played at NC State in 2016. Is now the Bengals' backup quarterback to Joe Burrow, who played at LSU. Who TJ Finley played probably behind. <laughs> this is, this is just weird. Full circle. And in case anyone wants to know what Ben Finley looks like, he's white. That 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 look. He looks exactly <laughs> like I would have thought a Finley would have looked like. Oh, that was funny. Wow. I have not had a belly laugh in a really long time. Oh, and look, look on the website. <laughs> brother Ryan Finley was a three-year starter, so they are brothers. There you go. Ben and Ryan. That makes sense. We have I mean... solved the mystery of the <laughs> Auburn Tiger backup quarterback. <laughs> Would I be a dick to say he kind of looks like a Tiki Torch boy? <laughs> I don't know what that means, so... Anywho. Um... I need I need people to tell us if this ending of the show is better than when I recited all of the Uga actual names in the, history. This one or, was better. Or is this one better than the history of Alabama having elephants? <laughs> <laughs> this is we figured out who the Finleys are. 
That's what the episode name is. That's going to be the episode name. (laughs) Who are the Finleys? Finding Finley. Yes. This is our episode. We figured it out. Well, TJ Finley is our, our last hope. May he be may he be strong like a tiger and fast like a, a war eagle. That's yeah. the other thing I don't like about Auburn that I do love is that they have well, two fucking mascots. I was just thinking the same thing. So I wonder stupid. why that is. Why is that? Because calls We football. can get into we, that next week. Yeah, because, whatever. All right, we got to go. Thank you guys for showing up to the show. We'll see you guys next week because I don't have COVID. Uh, so we're good to go. Hopefully you learned a thing or two. Oh, wait. When's the show going to be next week? Because Thanksgiving is on Tuesday. I mean, it's on Thursday. Oh, shit. I don't know. When do you want to do it? Well, we can discuss that. TBD, people. TBD. T- Stay TBD. tuned for Tyler to let it know on his Twitter because, as I said, I am on a Twitter hiatus. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, you know. I don't want to do shit on Thanksgiving except do football. This would get me out of family oh, obligations. Well, well, no, like I'm literally going to be at a football game. Oh, yeah, because uh, what is it? Detroit Lions taking on um, the Bears. The Bears for Thanksgiving, as we always do. The Bears. The Bears and the Lions. Yep. There we go. All right. Good football talk, Haley. Good job. Tonight. Yeah, you know, there we go. We, we're back in full force. All right. We'll see you guys next week, probably. All right. All right. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.